new year, new me, or new year, slightly better me and small improvements being 1% better every day, no matter what approach you're taking into the new year. If you are hitting it hard and fast with new year's resolutions and big goals or easing in with small, subtle changes to healthier habits. Today's episode is all about my favorite acronym for resetting and creating healthy habits to level up no matter what time of season. My name is Callie Youngstrom, and this is Keep Yourself Well. Happy New Year, you guys. Happy 2023. Can you believe it? I cannot believe how quickly last year flew by. I feel like that is something that you start saying once you get past a certain age, like, oh my God, I can't believe how fast this week went by, this month went by. I can't believe how fast this year went by. But regardless of how your 2022 lived, I am so excited about the clean slate that comes with a new year. Now, going into this New Year's episode, having a little break, which I have to say, I just missed you guys so much over the holidays. I've had a lot of time to think about how to kick off the Keep Yourself Well podcast for 2023. I wanted to start down with a solo episode to begin with to chat at you guys. And I also didn't want to fall into the super traditional New Year's resolution goal setting episodes. I love goal setting and I have multiple episodes on goal setting. Of course, you can go back and listen to my step-by-step process on how I will set goals for the new year. But I wanted to take a little bit of a different angle. So I have an acronym called MEANS, M-E-A-N-S. And when I was thinking about this episode, I really wanted to talk about, you know, what is a good like five things to focus on and take with us into the new year to really give you a digestible framework that's not so overwhelming. I also have a podcast episode on how I feel about New Year's resolutions. Whether you love or hate them, I think it is totally individual dependent on whether they're going to be successful. I think that there is no specific time that is a good time for someone to set a new habit, a new goal, um, you know, put their focus on something new that's better for themselves. The issue is not when we start those things. It tends to be how we start those things. And Although generally well-intentioned, one of the biggest issues that I find comes with New Year's resolutions is that we just try to do too much too soon. So trying to make a complete 180 on the 1st of January is a big ask, but subtly working to change habits feels a little bit more digestible and it doesn't set us into that all or none spiral. I say this to my clients all the time, don't ruin good for perfect. When we aim for perfection in a goal, like a new year's resolution, especially if it's something like a daily goal, or let me say 75 hard, for example, if you've heard of that program, it gives us no room for flexibility. It's either success or failure. So when I work with my clients and when I set goals and envision focuses for myself, I try to be really mindful about being disciplined in pushing myself, but within tangible, realistic parameters. So 
1% better every day is something that, you know, one of my favorite authors, James Clear utilizes saying, instead of trying to focus so much on the end goal, whatever that is. So if you have a resolution in mind, instead of thinking about, you know, if it's going to be getting a degree or a new certificate or losing a certain amount of weight or running a certain distance or insert X, Y, Z goal here, instead of thinking about so much of the end goal and fixating on that, thinking about what you need to do just to be 1% better every day. And that doesn't sound like much. It also doesn't sound so overwhelming, right? Saying, you know what, I'm going to be 1% better. Let's use language as an example. I had talked about some of the apps that I'd been utilizing to kind of level up personally near the end of the year last year. So say you're trying to, to learn a new language. Instead of saying, I'm going to learn Spanish by the end of 2023, saying to yourself, you know what, I'm going to get 1% better at Spanish every day. Well, what happens? By the end of the year, you can speak Spanish or a fair amount. Maybe you're not fluent, but you're going to be so much closer to that goal without being so overwhelmed by trying to eat the elephant. So this is part of my goal setting is how do we eat the elephant Elephant in bite-sized pieces, right? We don't try to eat the whole thing all at once. We become totally overwhelmed. And it's one of the biggest reasons for self-sabotage. Again, although well-intentioned. I think setting huge lofty goals is incredible, but it can become very paralyzing um, when we don't break it down. So if we focus on being 1% better every day, by the end of the year, that means we're 37 times better at whatever that thing we've been putting effort and emphasis on is. That really puts it into perspective. So every day doesn't feel so crushing. So heading into the new year, I think some of us are in that mindset of, you know what, I'm ready to hit it hard. I'm ready to go. I'm setting big goals. And some of us just need to reset and come back to the baseline. I posted a reel recently, just after the holidays, talking about five simple tips to come back to keto, for example. And one of my biggest tips is not overcompensating. Don't start with trying to do so much that you forget to come back to the basics. So thinking of these five things I want to recommend, I actually have an acronym that I've shared with clients before. And I've utilized this when we talk about resetting after a holiday, after a stressful time or an emotional time, or just a period where life's happened. I say that all the time, you know, life happens. Things aren't always going to go perfectly, no matter how well intended we are on focusing on our nutrition, our movement, our goals, our education, you know, our relationship with our partner and our family and taking care of the kids. Things are going to fall through the cracks and sometimes life just happens. So I like to think about pressing the reset button. And visually, whenever I think about this and talk about this, I imagine like the big staples red button. Um, And I think about how powerful that visual is that we can at any time stop ourselves, kind of stop ourselves in our tracks and say, okay, let me just take a minute to reset. And I think having a framework and how to is really helpful for this because when we get overwhelmed, and I think the beginning of a new year can be incredibly overwhelming. It feels like there's a lot of pressure to start fresh and to set big goals and to kind of fix whatever areas we were lacking on on last year, but it's also very 
busy time with a lot of transitions. So, you know, that's a big ask to do it all. So having a framework to follow so you can take the guesswork out of it really is helpful. So the acronym that I use for myself and client is MEANS. And I like to remember this by it's a means to an end of feeling better. It's a means to ending your day on a high note, a means to ending your week on a high note, a means to being 1% better every day. And it doesn't mean focusing on a big lofty end goal. It means focusing on small digestible daily habits. New Year, same low carb, sugar-free and gluten-friendly options at Sweet and Sprouted and then some. Whether you're embracing a fresh start to your nutritional approach in the new year, continuing on with a low carb or keto-friendly diet, or simply want to include a few better for you options into the mix, Sweet and Sprouted has everything you need when it comes to healthy alternatives to your traditionally sugar-filled favorites. Sweet and Sprouted ensures you can have your cake and eat it too, heading into the new year by offering groceries, ingredients, and baked goods to fill any craving. Visit them in store or avoid the cold and shop online anytime. Sweet and Sprouted is offering you 10% off your next order with the code wellness10 on regular priced and sale items. That's 10% off at sweetandsprouted.com using the promo code wellness10. I am such a visual learner and I am such a acronym learner. If you give me an acronym, I will remember it until the day I die. I swear I have so many strange acronyms stored up in my head. Um, Pro tip, if you're trying to remember something and you too learn well through acronyms, the dirtier and funnier they are, the more they tend to stick. So some of the acronyms that are coming to mind are not fit for consumption, especially if there's kids in the room. So I'll spare you. Um, But they are from high school and early university still in my head from using acronyms alone. So I'm going to run you through the acronym and then we're going to break it down. And I really encourage you to take notes if that would be helpful to you. I am a huge note taker too. So means M-E-A-N-S. What does this stand for? M, mindset. E, environment. A, accountability and nourishment. And for nourishment, I'm going to get deeper into this, but I mean both consumption physically and otherwise. And the S is a two for sleep and sweat, two for one. So let's start with how this acronym is developed, because there is actually some intention behind the organization of this. There's a reason that the M is mindset first and not movement first. And there's a reason that the S The final letter in this, which I see visually as being the foundation of this, is sleep and sweat. So let's start with mindset. The reason that I have mindset as number one in resetting is because if you do not have clarity on your why, it is unlikely that habits are going to stick. So the why is not enough to say, I want to learn Spanish, or I want to lose weight, or I want to run 10 kilometers, or I want to get my master's degree, or whatever it is. Just saying the goal is not enough. We need to get into the why. And the why is what anchors us to the daily habits when we don't want to do them. Because guess what? 
we're not going to want to do them every day. We're going to be tired. Life's going to get busy. That's why this acronym exists so that we can come back to the foundation and be reminded of our why. So if you feel like you're having trouble getting momentum and getting back on whatever the track is for you heading into the new year, reflecting on this means acronym and starting with a little mindset check-in is really helpful. And you can do this anytime. You can do it throughout the day. You can do it throughout the week. You can do it throughout the month. I say it all the time. We do not have to wait until we're in total crisis mode to check in with ourselves. We don't have to wait for a new day. We don't have to wait for the start of a new week or a new month or a new year, but I want you to have this tool in your toolbox for if and when you need it. So starting with your mindset, what's your why? How do you get to that point by doing some value work, by goal setting, by creating habits. And this is where I would really encourage you to go back and listen to my goal setting podcast. Or if you need handholding and support and want some help with this, book a goal guiding call with me. They're on my website and I take you through the exact formula step-by-step that I've developed to create and accomplish my own goals. And it's been incredibly successful for me for the last few years. And again, it just takes the guesswork out of it. It's all about framework. And this is where I like to say, I've I've done the work so you don't have to. I've tried a million ways so that I can give you the formula for the way that works. But what I encourage you to do is sit down and really think about your values. And you can Google a list of values, or I can provide it for you. And we can highlight, you know, what are your top five values? I say it all the time. Mine have not changed over the last few years. My number one value is my personal, physical, and mental health and personal development. And as selfish as that can sound, I always feel like I have to give a disclaimer, encourage everyone else to put themselves first as well. If we're not taking care of our physical and mental health and leveling up personally first, what good are we to everyone else? So it's not selfish to put yourself in that number one spot. So I am my number one value, my physical and mental health, and my personal development is number one. From there, it is my friends, family, my loved ones, my partner, and my clients. The you are like clients are part of that. You listeners are are part of that, you know. And I will say, for the sake of longevity personally and with my loved ones, that's almost in order of of importance because I tend to want to put my clients as number one. And you know what? There's a time and a place where these values shift and the orders of them shift. So I think it's important to highlight that. You know, I always say my clients are number one priority, but I do have to actively ensure that I'm prioritizing my family and friends and my loved ones because it's easy for me to want to put clients number one. So part of this value list is actually holding myself accountable to a a gentle reminder of, okay, don't get caught up in working a hundred percent of the time because you do need to take care of yourself first and don't get caught up in working a hundred percent of the time because you need to make time for friends and family, right? So then my number three spot for values is personal freedom, financial and otherwise. I want to have financial freedom. I want to have freedom to work anywhere in the world. I am very lucky to be, um, you know, a privileged female living where I do, where I've got 
so many freedoms that that other people don't. And all of us listening, I'm sure, um, you know, are in incredibly favorable favorable positions in that way. It's all relative. So just to give you an example of what some values can look like, I err on the side of wanting to put myself into work 100% of the time. And so listing these values reminds me why I'm working and what the order of priorities needs to be. Something else that can be helpful for guiding your why is a word to start the year off. Um, And if this is something that is helpful for you, I think of it as kind of a spotlight and a bit of a filter to make decisions by and to be guided throughout the year. And I actually think it is uh, a really fun activity to start the year off especially if you're doing some goal setting and maybe doing a vision board. So last year, my word was nourish. I wanted to nourish myself mentally, physically, energetically, spiritually, with friendships in every way. I wanted to soak in everything life had to offer. And that was the anchor point of my vision board. It was the the number one mid spot on my vision board. And this year I've chosen the word alchemize. And this was inspired by actually a jiu-jitsu company um, who I've been so lucky to be gifted a, a rash guard or a top from by one of my best friends. And it says alchemize on it. It's the name of the brand. And this word has just really stuck in my head. And the definition is transform the nature or properties of something by a seemingly magical process. And to me, this is just such a beautiful word for growth and transformation and maximizing change. And I want to do that in my business. I want to do that academically. I want to do that personally with relationships, with travel, like just in every way, what a beautiful filter and lens to view my year through this, um, you know, transform by a seemingly magical process. So you can borrow that word if you want. But again, these are just anchors. And so really working on some of the mindset. And I encourage you to sit down. And I find journaling and vision boards really helpful tools for this. Um, I've been sharing a little bit online about the journals and the tools I'm using this year. You can go back on my Instagram. I shared a reel of a, a recent Indigo haul. I'm using the five minute journal. And then I also got this be a better human um, journal. And that gives you a month reflection. And that's where I'm going to sit down and make that time for myself every month to really deep dive into my mindset, into my values and into my whys. So the M of our acronym for this is means mindset. So focusing on what's your why. And so when you need to reset, remind yourself of your why. Why are you doing this? Because you want to live a long, healthy life, because you want to be a role model for your kids, because you want to X, Y, Z, okay? So focus on your mindset. And I encourage you to sit down and do some some work on that. Next up, environment. So when I say environment, I mean physical environment and also your social environment. In the new year is as good of time as any to do a little bit of an inventory about your physical environment, as well as the people you're surrounding yourself and the environments you're putting yourself in, in terms of your work, in terms of your extracurriculars, in terms of social settings, family, etc. So starting with physical environment, whether you believe it or not, we are so severely impacted physically and emotionally 
by our surroundings. So focusing on having a space that is decluttered so that our mind is decluttered, focusing on having an environment that sets us up for success with the following letters in this acronym, like our nourishment and our, our movement, making sure that we've got you know a good clean kitchen where we want to cook and we want to eat, making sure we've got a dining area set so we can be mindful with our nutrition and take in that time, you know, paying attention to what we're eating instead of eating in front of the TV, you know, even the physical environment of having a clean, organized fridge, and then the bedroom, having an organized, comforting, calm environment that sets you up for sleep success versus clothes all over, the closet doors open, the lights, you know, too bright and not set for sleep, all of these things that are so beneficial to us having greater quality of life and the social environment. How do you feel when you leave certain environments? Is there something you can do at work to set up your physical environment better? Is there something that you can do to adjust your social environment if you're struggling with someone or feeling energetically drained after an interaction with someone? Is there potentially a friend or some friend groups that you need to adjust your relationships with, you know, really doing that personal inventory on your environment. And it can be overwhelming if your environment is not organized yet. And this is something that you want to work on. And I really recommend eating the elephant in that way. If you decide you're going to overhaul your house all at once, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're probably going to quit. You're going to do things where you pull everything out of your closet. And then, oh my God, it's like so stress inducing. Implementing systems can be really helpful. Trying to do a five minute tidy of your house every day, having one day a week where you clean or cleaning one room of your house every day. So it's like 15 or 20 minutes every day and never feels like this big daunting task. That is super helpful for me. So personally, I do not do well with clutter. Um, if you've ever seen video of me in my own space at home on social media, I hilariously got a message from a girlfriend recently. And she said this with love saying that my house was almost like clinical and I needed some more personality and like personal touches in it. I just love really simplistic space. And that's where I feel best mentally. Um, don't get me wrong. I love color and I love pattern. You know, if you have seen some of my outfits, like I love implementing that. Uh, but I have so much going on in my mind all the time that I like my space to be really neutral and calm. I don't keep lots of art on the walls. I don't keep like, I just don't keep a lot of things. I'm not a minimalist by any means, but I do like my space to be a little bit more basic and very neutral and, and very without clutter. That's where I feel my best. And, you know, I feel better when I wake up to a clean kitchen in the morning. I feel better when I go to bed into a made bed. So those little routines really helps set me up for success. So we're at mindset, environment. Now we're at accountability. This can be personally and to others, okay? If this is something you struggle with, I encourage you to find someone to be accountable with. If you are not someone who's very intrinsically driven and you do not have a high level of self-accountability, maybe this is where you need a coach or you need to sign up for some type of program so that it's a little bit more enforced. This is one of the biggest benefits of coaching. I'll say, you know, as much as I have educated myself and worked for a decade to be an expert in psychology and mindset and optimization and ketogenic nutrition and workouts, et cetera, et cetera, exercise and physiology, 
one of the biggest things I offer on top of all of that is accountability and support from my clients. And that goes a long way. I would say that the majority of clients, 50% of what they need is accountability, the nutrition and exercise education and, you know, design is, you know, the other 50%. So don't take for granted how, how important that is. Now there are varying methods to gaining accountability. Um, So if you're looking for accountability from others, sometimes it's investing in a coach where you've got someone to check in with on a regular basis and someone to check in with you. Maybe it's getting a workout buddy or a study buddy or someone that you meet with on a regular basis, you know, if it's working out or if it's checking in with a friend of like, you know, Hey, I did a great job nourishing my body today. Um, if it's a language partner to meet with once a week to practice uh, language exchange, if that's part of your goal, right. All sorts of ways that you can be accountable. Um, another one would be signing up for a workout where you have to schedule it and you have to book in, and it's going to give you a higher level of accountability to have that time slot booked and make that appointment with yourself. If you're a little bit more intrinsically accountable and don't need to be accountable to someone else, you can schedule it in like a meeting, schedule a meeting with yourself like you would anyone else. You can mark it off on your calendar when it's done. I do that. I am incredibly accountable to my workout routine, but I still love writing down AM, PM, what I did for each of my workouts. And it is so satisfying to mark that off. You could potentially have a goal after or a reward for yourself, sorry, after a certain amount of workouts or a certain amount of practices, whatever you're trying to work on, um, where after you've completed 20, you get to treat yourself to something, something like that. So accountability goes a long way. So mindset, environment, accountability, why am I starting here? Because these all need to be locked in to set us up for success for the next important habits, which are nourishment, sleep, and sweat. So nourishment, like I said, this is consumption physically as well as otherwise. So this is your food. This is your vitamins. This is your supplements. This is your hydration, you know, your electrolytes, which, you know, I feel very passionately about. So what type of nourishment works for you? What do you need? Do you need a menu? Do you need macros? Do you need to work on intuitive eating? Do you need to work on your relationship with food? Do you need help with that? creating healthy habits. What day of the week are you going for groceries? What day of the week are you meal prepping? What do you need to have on hand to have some quick, easy options? Taking the time to prepare for that now saves you so much time throughout the week. Something that I recommend to my clients that's been very successful is prepping for Monday to Thursday, because generally Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have more time or more flexibility, or you want to enjoy more variety. So for me, I'm really busy Monday to Thursday. I mean, I'm really busy always, but Monday to Thursday, I don't have to think about food. So I usually will have something quick and easy for lunch. I don't eat breakfast. I fast quick and easy for lunch. So yogurt, cottage cheese, chia seed pudding, eggs, bing, bang, boom, add some nuts, peanut butter, avocado to it, something like that. But I don't really have to to prep anything. It takes me two seconds to cook eggs. If I wanted, I could have them hard boiled. So I am only really worried about preparing for my suppers. So what I do is on... Sunday, I get groceries and I also clean my house. That's one of my anchor habits on Sunday. And then I prep a few things just to have an easy supper on hand. This week has been so busy for me because it's the new year season. I've got new programs starting. The group program started on Monday. I've got goal goal guiding sessions going. Of course, we're kicking off the podcast. Hi, hello. Here we are. School's back in session. Um, New clients are starting new programs. It's busy. All I did was cook ground beef. That's it. I don't have fresh veggies. I haven't even gotten groceries in 2023 yet. But so I cooked up some ground beef. 
just having ground beef in the fridge. Last night I got home from jujitsu at just after 8 p.m. I, with just things in the pantry and fridge, was able to throw together this delicious taco bowl in 30 seconds with ground beef, cheese, salsa, Greek yogurt in lieu of sour cream, some crushed up um, high-low keto chips, some pickled jalapenos I had in the fridge. This could not have hit the spot more. And it felt like a gourmet meal that I threw together in 15 seconds after coming home from training, just because I had ground beef in the fridge. It was perfect. Um, I would have loved a little fresh lettuce, but that's a later problem once I get to the store. So just to say that helps me. So usually I recommend my clients to cook a couple of proteins, maybe prep some veg so it's easy and ready to go and then cook one good dish like a casserole or a soup or a stew and double the batch freeze half of it and put it in the freezer for later and keep half of it fresh to enjoy that night and a couple of times throughout the week. If you do this every single week, all of a sudden you've got a whole stockpile of freezer meals without totally overwhelming yourself and having to like set aside hours and hours and hours to be in the kitchen. Simply double the recipe. It's so easy. It works like a charm. If you wanted to collab with a friend who's eating in a similar style that you are, you could do this and do triple recipe and both swap a recipe every week. Now you've got two fresh freezer meals every single week so that in a pinch, you've got emergency meals. When I say otherwise, this means what you're reading, what you're watching, how you're spending your time. Are you sitting on the couch and watching Netflix for two hours. Maybe that's not making you feel your best. Maybe watching one show a night and spending the rest of the time reading or learning a new habit or doing something more active would be beneficial. So being mindful of what you're consuming and how it makes you feel. Again, it's the perfect time to do inventory on all of these things. Moving into our final letter of the acronym, sleep and sweat. Like I said, this is a two for one. This is a daily prescription and this is the foundation, right? If we are not sleeping, we're not going to be set up for success for any of this. So working on that seven to eight hours minimum, taking naps if you need it, working on quality sleep, again, coming back to our environment, making sure that our environment is priming us for good sleep, turning our temperature down, changing the lights so we're not going to bed with bright lights on, adjusting our blue light, getting rid of screens for 30 minutes before bed and start setting up sleep habits. Go back to my foundational habits, fundamental habits episodes if you need to learn more about how to set up a healthy sleep routine. Um, but you know, those those episodes are really helpful right now. We've got one on movement, we've got one on mindfulness, we've got one on sleep, all things that are going to be really helpful alongside this means acronym. And then sweating. Sweating is not only going to make us feel better, have a big release of endorphins and dopamine and our feel good hormones. It's going to help us sleep better. It's going to help us digest better. It is going to help keep us healthier and happier. It's going to help keep our immunity strong. It's going to help keep us living longer. There are just so many benefits by breaking a sweat every day. Mindset, environment, accountability, nourishment, sleep, and sweat. This is the acronym that I want to provide for you to reset into your new year and to be able to come back to anytime you need it. And it's a perfect time to bring in some tools. Like I said, maybe a journal, maybe a coach, maybe doing a meal prep service, if that's something that can help you. And I think that, you know, when we're talking about some tools, 
investing in, in your health, in your wellness is the best investment you can make. When you think about your values, if you're at the top of that, you are your best investment. I did a video recently on my best purchases of 2022, and they were all focused on how to make me healthier and happier. They were all purchases designed to make me healthier and happier and to take better care of myself so that in turn, I can take better care of all of you and all of my clients and be a better family member, friend, partner, the list of things goes on. So I hope that this is a helpful twist on a new year's episode for you guys. Of course, we're going to be back next week with a new guest. And as always, we'll do a solo episode and a guest episode every other week. And I am just so excited about some of the episodes and topics and the incredible guests that have come in 2023. If you have requests for guests or topics, please go to my website. I've got a whole section for you now to request specific individuals, request yourself if you'd like to be a guest or request topics that you'd like me to talk on as well. All previous episodes are linked there. So please take a chance uh, to, to check out the website. And with that, I want to say thank you so much for kicking off 2023 with me and for being here all throughout 2022. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode every Sunday. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at KY Wellness. As always, more details about previous episodes and this episode can be found at kywellness.ca under the podcast tab. Please don't forget to move your body, nourish your body, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. See you next week and keep yourself well.